Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today are guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? On this episode of Fearlessly Made You, I am so excited to have one of my dear friends, Sydney Queller. Sydney is a Ride Society instructor, military wife, and a fabulous superhuman mama. Sydney, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Chrissy. I'm happy to be here. Girl, I feel like, so what you guys don't see is, you know, within our little fun setup, and, you know, if you're listening on the podcast, you don't see anything. (laughs) If you're watching on the YouTube, there's wine, we've got some water, but we're going to do a little cheers to Sydney because, girl, (laughs) we need it. So, so Sydney, um, beautiful, gorgeous daughter, Quinn. Thank you. Is with us today. <laughs> she sure is in making her presence known. She is. Uh, so, <laughs> so you're going to have to tell us a little bit about your morning today. Okay. Uh, so so talk to us about, about Quinny and sure you thing. and like what a day in the life looks yeah. like with you guys just like, you know, trying to make it through. Okay. Well, you know, every day is different, <laughs> which is the best part because you think you are like ready for it, prepared, and then you just really never know what you're going to get. Um, this morning specifically, Thankfully, I got to go ride, yes. you know, get a little of my nervous energy out when I have it in the mornings, go 6 a.m., bam, done. Then came home, got ready. Quinn was in a fabulous mood. Of course. She took a power nap. I was like, things are going to go great. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She said, watch out, mom. We got here and she, I can't leave her side without no. her losing it. So and she has a very special nickname. Mariah Carey, girl can hit those notes. Okay. <laughs> and she was hitting them. We we were going to have her join us on the podcast. But, you know, Sydney was like, I'm going to have a little mm-hmm. mama time, yeah. which is why we have a little champagne. Little yes. So the thing that I love about Sydney is just her authenticity and her honesty. And for any of you mamas out there, like I'm sure this story as you're listening, you're like, yep. Day in the life. So I want to kind of almost like backtrack a little bit because um, I think it's so cool to get to know like where you came from and what's brought you to this place in your life. So tell us a little bit about who you are and kind of what's brought you here. And, you know, we're in Pensacola, Florida, but I know for you, that's about to change a little bit too. So I think that also goes into a little bit of your story. So, Mm -hmm. so tell us your story. Okay. Uh, I am from Houston, Texas, born and raised, uh, was there all the way until I turned, I believe, 25. So, um, you know, I never really branched out much in terms of where I lived. I went to school in Texas. I did do a short internship in um, Hilton Head, South Carolina, which was lovely, but it was four months, you know, and then I was back home. So, Uh, but yeah, so I went to school in Texas for... Uh, exercise sports science and had a minor in business and, you know, kind of just dove into the health and fitness world. That's really what I have a passion for, obviously, obviously. being an instructor. Which, guys, I have to tell you, for those of you in Pensacola, even if you're not in Pensacola, <laughs> come to Ride Society. Sydney is, and I love every single instructor. I love everyone there. But there are people who really, like, get into your spirit <laughs> and just, like, pull, like, this other drive out of you that you couldn't get anywhere else. And that is Sydney. Oh, like, my you. Lord, I love every minute of being in your classes. Thank Thank you. I I just remember as I was at Texas State, you know, I went to the rec center uh, every day to get my little class in. And I remember taking this one specific instructor's kickboxing class. And I went up to her after class and I was like, I have to do this. 
how can I do this? Like, and she was like, bam, 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 ABC, you got to try out all this. And I was like, done, I'm in it. I was training every day to get ready for that audition. I was so excited. And that was my sophomore year in college. And I've just been teaching ever since. And there's something about it that just fuels my soul, man. That You know, that's so cool because I think it's such a great connecting point to what we talk about with Fearlessly Made You, mm-hmm. which is very much like, what is it that kind of brings that out of you? What is it that, you know, I'm just going to take the chance, but yeah. I'm going to work at it. Yeah. And sometimes you're like, you're not sure what's going to happen with it. Oh, of course. And I'm sure in like, in especially when you're thinking like the health and wellness industry, mm-hmm. and especially right now, like there is a lot of uncertainty that yeah. was probably going on. So I'd love to know kind of your thoughts around that and and, and any like things that you were kind of like, Yes, this is what I love to do, but mm-hmm. were there times where you kind of questioned it? Of course. I mean, I think anytime you put your self and let's be honest, your ego mm-hmm. on the line, where I had to, you know, realize that the reality was I could audition and not get it. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a shot to you a little bit, you know, like where do you go from there? Hopefully pick up and try again. But I just really, really, really wanted it then. And so Knowing myself and trying to stay true to who I am, I just knew I had to put as much time as possible into pouring into that and just, you know, say my prayers. Yes. <laughs> go for it. Just go for it. You know, I that is something I've never regretted is just going all in. I love that. I've never stepped back and been like, mm, I should have pulled back a little more, you know, so um I think anytime something scares you a little bit, it's good. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a really cool segue because what you are saying is like if something scares you, mm-hmm. that kind of is is kind of a, a fuels, right? Yeah. It fuels all, everything that you're doing. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about that and kind of connecting the dots to, you know, we, we asked the question and all of you know, it's always a question around like, what does it mean mm-hmm. to be fearless? And mm-hmm. what does it mean to be fearlessly made? And we always give the level set that being fearless is not being without fear. It's not Correct. letting that fear own you. So I'd love for you to to kind of dive in a little further into kind of that fear piece of it for you yeah. and, and what that means for you to be fearless. Yeah. I truly like if I go way back, I giggle because of how I'm not I'm not a planner in the sense of I'm like the party planner, but I'm a planner in the sense of my future. Yes. I'm always like foreseeing what's to come and everything and I had a big reality check when I signed up to be a military wife, yes. right? So I, you can't plan. You absolutely can't plan. Any military spouses out there know exactly what I'm saying. You know, like you said in the beginning, I'm most likely moving in the next couple of months and I have no idea where or when exactly. I just know it's coming up. Wow. So it's hard to, you know, let go of that control But to me, I've just kind of tried to turn it into Mm -hmm. just take the risk, just go all in. And in some way, some fashion, it's going to pay off. And that's why I'm just like, you know, take the risk, go all in. And all I can say about this specific move is it has done more than pay off. It's one of my favorite 
phases, I think, of my life so far. And Pensacola has been nothing but a blessing. I love that. I like that you say take the risk and go all Mm -hmm. in. Like, I feel like that's such a great way to kind of wrap around who you are as a person, too. Mm -hmm. I think one of the cool things that I love um, when I get to know people who've like come from like very interesting backgrounds that I may not understand, Mm -hmm. especially as a military spouse. Mm -hmm. um, I know you guys will be surprised to know that Sydney and I had multiple conversations over wine. I know Mm -hmm. it's shocking for us all to think about. But I remember the one night when we were all at dinner and you were talking about like what it means and and what that looks like for you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think too, especially in Pensacola, we have a large contingency of military spouses. And there's a conversation around that that I think a lot of us don't know and don't understand. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to kind of get kind of more of the lay of the land for you on that. And like you said, you had a plan. Mm -hmm. This looks different than your plan. (laughs) (laughs) Sure does. So I'd love, I mean, download that for yeah, us. Yeah. I uh what's interesting, you know, Russell and I go way back. We started dating in the 7th grade and just kind of grew up together and what's crazy is he never mentioned that he wanted to be in the military. That was just not in the cards for him. Him and I both don't come from military families besides like, you know, maybe our grandparents. Um but not in our immediate family did we like grow up living that lifestyle. Right. And uh, we both, you know, went to school, got our degrees, graduated, moved back to Houston. And I started working as a, we both started working as personal trainers. And I, I can remember exactly the time and place, the restaurant we were at. We were at lunch having a lovely meal. And he, I could tell something was weighing on his heart. And he was like, you know what, like, I've really been, he had been, you know, trying to identify what it was that he wanted to do because what he was currently doing wasn't fulfilling him. That's fair, yeah. And he was like, you know, I I really think I want to fly planes in the military. And I was like, okay, excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, sir. (laughs) Can you rewind? Because I think I heard you wrong. (laughs) So it was a huge shock. And at first I fought it. I like just internally with him, I was just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like all of our family is there, friends there, you know? And so it was a, it was a shock and I didn't want to leave that. Um, It's comfortable, right? Yeah. So I struggled for a little bit. And then I had this voice inside of me just being like, you need this. You got to get out. You've never lived anywhere else. You don't really have a sense of adventure or like culture in your previous life so far. Yeah. So just go take the risk, right? Why not? Yes. And, you know, I want to pause there for a minute because you said something that's super important and I want to make sure people are really thinking about this, which Mm -hmm. is I think sometimes there is a stigma around whether it's being a working woman or mm-hmm. being a woman that's a military woman or being a stay-at-home, whatever it is, there's stigmas around everything For that sure. we say. But you said something really beautiful about not just taking the risk, but like, you need this. Yeah. And that voice, I think sometimes we ignore it. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you like, and you didn't want to listen to it, but you did. So, I mean, definitely <laughs> keep going. But I'm like, I want us all to think about like, how many times do we find ourselves in situations? And yeah. I'm, I'm talking to myself, like, where yeah. we just are like, Nope, I'm good. Yeah. This is what I need. Of course. It's like, but no, you need this. Yeah. And this is what that looks like. So I, I want you to keep going though, but that's fantastic. I think that, you know, when I realize those moments is when it just continues to weigh on my heart mm-hmm. and be in my head a lot of the time. If it's something that I truly don't actually need, I feel like it's easier for me to just kind of mm-hmm. push it aside. 
Um, but you know, I just, and I could feel within like a development happening. Like I was becoming more and more, more and more okay with the idea of giving it a shot. And, you know, my motto has always been anytime I hear anybody talk about, well, you know, I'm really considering just making a big move because I feel like I need a change. Mm -hmm. My answer is always do it because what's the worst that happened? You move back. True. Cool. Very true. You always have home. You always have where you're currently at. Yeah. So why not just like give it a go? I you love can always that. come back. So I, of course, that looks different for me. It would be heartbreaking if this didn't work out and I had to go home. But, you yeah. know, that's, thank God, not the case. Yeah. And I'm very, very happy and thrilled that I just kind of took that leap and and dove in and Truly, it was a, a probably one of the biggest sacrifices I've made in my life so far. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't regret it one second. I love that. I think there's the committedness as well to that fearlessness and mm -hmm. that ability to say, I'm not only am I going to take this risk, but this is the direction I'm going. And I'm going to yeah. stay here and I'm going to stick with this. Mm -hmm. So in thinking about that, so y'all moved to Pensacola. Yes. And you've now been here for how long? Two years. Yeah. A little bit over. Okay. Yeah. And so now two years into it, mm -hmm. there's the other transition where we're not sure where we're going to go. Yeah. And one of the interesting things was um, I had the chance just to kind of chat with, with Sydney and her husband, Russell. Mm -hmm. And they were just talking about kind of like some of the options of places that they were <laughs> going. But it was kind of cool. And I think this is something that I think every relationship, you have a different vibe, but I think military relationships have something very unique and very special. And mm -hmm. it was really interesting watching you both like kind of talking through the excitement of the different options and what that means. Mm -hmm. But y'all were talking about like the foundation of like what it means for you as a military spouse and being on base and all of those things. Yeah. So I'm really curious, like, especially since this was like not in your plan, yeah. like your perspective around like as that wife, and I'm sure there are military husbands as well that mm -hmm. may be listening, but as that wife and as you're like, okay, I've committed to this. This mm -hmm. is the lifestyle that I'm committing to. Yeah. There's a whole village and a whole other lifestyle oh, of people sure, that are yeah. there. So I'm kind of curious about like what that looks like and and how that kind of um, transition, like when you started transitioning into mm -hmm. being a military spouse, like what that transition looked like as well. Yeah. Uh, I can say so far, and again, this is our first move. Like when we moved here, it was our first transition. Mm -hmm. So um, that one, it, it was interesting because, you know, my immediate, what I did first was I Googled, is there a spin studio in Pensacola, Florida? Smart. <laughs> Step one. <laughs> and then I Googled if there is a Chick-fil-A and a Target. Also which, good ideas. God bless there is. We have those. <laughs> Win. <laughs> those are my top three places that I like to go. Check, check and check. <laughs> and timing is everything because oh, the sure. spin studio was brand new. Brand new, yeah. yeah. So I saw it and I was like, cool, I think I can make this work. Um, but, you know, when I got here, I was very much so focused on how am I going to make friends? Yes. And in my mind, I had created that, you know, I was going to just meet all of the girlfriends or spouses of the people that Russell was working with. Um, but in, in hindsight, it's really not what happened. I mean, not to say that I didn't make a few, like a handful of great military friends. Um, but what's sad is none of them live here anymore. You know, oh, that's fair. So it's, you have to be ready for that, that change in the relationships that you're creating with those people is you might not, but then you could end up in the same place later. Right. You know, so it's a little like rocky yeah. to say the least, but, um, 
I do cherish those relationships because we are very much so on the same page with things. They get it when I say like, there's nothing solid Mm -hmm. about it. You know, you'd never know what's coming in the future. Right. You might not even know like what the weekly schedule looks like. Right. It's just, it's a little wild. And those people get where you're coming from, you know? Um, And I think some of us see like, and I'm saying this, and I think you'll, you'll be okay with me saying it. So my entire focus on like learning about the military and how spouses work is army wives. Mm -hmm. Uh, So so that's where like my, my lens comes from. So it's interesting hearing like your perspective on like, no, really, this Mm -hmm. is actually like kind of different. So like, I I love that that's your perspective. I totally, I, I, I did the same thing. Like I was (laughs) so naive to that whole world that when Russell was like, this is my plan. I was like, what can I watch <laughs> to educate myself? Oh, let's watch a not realistic show about the military. Why not? Well, because they all became friends like exactly. very quickly. And I was exactly. like, oh, this is how it works. Yes, oh, okay. Yes. I can say it did make me feel better. I will say that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I love the military community. They're willing to help you in any way possible because they know all of the craziness about moving around. And you, a lot of times you don't have anybody at first. And, but the honest truth is that I really found my circle of people the moment I stepped into that studio. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is, those are my ride or dies till this day. And it will be beyond when I move here from here. But well, um, and that's so cool because in, and for those of you that have not, again, y'all, I feel like every episode I end up plugging right society because (laughs) it's, it is, there's something unique and beautiful about, I mean, there's spin studios everywhere, but there is a familial, uh, understanding because Pensacola is such a community-based city. Yeah. I think Ride Society has, and Claire has done a fantastic job oh, at pulling that in. But it's so cool because, I mean, there's a little bit, I think if you ever like kind of watch the Ride Society team, like there's a little bit of like tiny bit of jealousy, not in a bad way, in a really beautiful way because <laughs> they're so close and you guys like love each other so much. And so for you now, like as this new transition happens, yeah. maintaining those friendships will be important, but it's, yes. it's kind of like you're having to rebuild that community again. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. It breaks my heart that I have to leave this family that I'm in. Like you said, the culture there at Right Society is unmatched mm-hmm. of anywhere I've worked. You know, there's, there's not a lot of bl- bad blood going yeah. around or anything like that. Um, we all support each other, but you know, going forward, I it does scare me into our next move of, you know, where am I going to find my community and is it going to be military or is it going to be through a job of some sort? Right. But what I just try to hold on to is that this time worked out so beautifully mm-hmm. and kind of, I hate to say effortlessly, but a little bit. All I did was go take a class and then I just fell into this world of people that are amazing. Yeah. You know? So... I just hope that going forward, it happens again. I know there are going to be tougher places than this one, but, um, you know, just kind of take it one step at a time. Just keep taking the risk. <laughs> I love and, that, you know, taking the risk. If all else fails, at least I have a tiny one that's going to distract yes. me for 
most of the day, right? <laughs> yes. So let's get into that because there's always the conversation about like what it means to be fearlessly made. Mm-hmm. But then it's kind of like, well, what's the advice or, or you know, mm-hmm. how you would help someone else figure out like what their fearlessly made existence is. Mm-hmm. And little Queenie Quinn, I mean, she's, she's a tiny right now, but you know, she's, yeah. she's your daughter and, mm-hmm. and your first child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll definitely like l- dig into that a little yeah. bit. But, you know, as you think about her and growing up, when you think about what you want to leave to her as far as a legacy or like explaining to someone who's like trying to figure out like what does it mean to be fearlessly made? Mm-hmm. How do you explain that to Quinn? Yeah, I, uh, you know, want to hopefully pave the way as well as I can in terms of advice for her. Um, you know, I ask myself every day what I should be doing. So it's crazy that I'm now in charge of giving her advice, but (laughs) I really, really just want to stress to her to just dive in, just go all in. Anything you can do to go all in, I don't think you can regret. Um, You know, I hope that what's what's a little unnerving to me is she's going to grow up in a military lifestyle and I don't know what that's like. Mm, Right. So I don't necessarily have advice for her for that. I can try to feel it out and figure it out as I go. But, you know, like switching schools when she's however old. Yeah. You know, that's that's different. So I'm going to have to learn to be patient and understanding and really try to wrap my head around what she's going through. Yes. Um, But I feel like as long as I I feel like my parents the biggest thing that they kind of instilled in me is your character is what matters most. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if we can just make her understand that and build her character as well as possible, then it doesn't matter where she is or what she's doing or who she's with. Yeah. You know, it's just be as solid as you can be as a human being. <laughs> I love that. I, I like that because I think there's so much pressure to be a parent, let alone like, and not that you are a single mother by any means, but there are times where it's just you. Mm-hmm. And so, and I'm sure there are times when it's just Russell, but yeah. for a lot of the time, it's it's just you, especially when he's traveling. Mm-hmm. And so that grace that you're allowing yourself to have, I think is something that we all need to hear. Yeah. Um, parents need to hear that. You know, I'm a dog mom, not a parent, and that's a, a lot. I was a dog mom too. Girl, <laughs> the transition I'm sure has been interesting. But it's um, just as important. Yes, but it's, it's that piece of it, which is like, you know, there's the patience of understanding what she's going through. Mm-hmm. And I think that is so important. And I think it's it's cool because you, you've kind of tapped into a little bit of, of where you want Quinn's journey to go. Mm-hmm. But let's tap in a little bit to like where your journey is now with Quinn. Because <laughs> okay. that's, first yeah. of all, y'all, I, I have never in my life seen anyone walk off the Ride <laughs> Society stage on her last ride, yes. or last really instructing, last in- instructing of her pregnancy, mm-hmm. and what, 12 hours later, gave birth. Yeah. Like, and we were all like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that, talk about welcome to the world, Quinn. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, as you know, it was unexpected. It was a little wild. Um, I had this, here I go again, trying to plan yes. my future. And I was like, you know what, that she was due September 18th. I'm going to walk out right about a month before. It's going to be my last class and I'm going to have a month to just, you know, nest, get things ready. (laughs) 
Oh, no. Girl had <laughs> other plans. She came a month early. I went into labor in the middle of the night. It From the time that my water broke at home to the time I had the C-section at the hospital was four hours. Oh, my goodness. Big, big shock. Like, my whole body was shaking. I was just overwhelmed and, like, adrenaline pumping. You know, you think, even if I would have had that month to prepare, mm-hmm. you are never truly ready for that moment. Oh, you know? absolutely. Just, there's a lot going on and there's you're feeling a lot of different things and thinking a lot of different things. And thankfully, she was, you know, perfectly fine. It went smoothly. It was just fast. Yeah. And, <laughs> and she's a, a healthy little girl. Yes. Oh, yeah. Girl's <laughs> a chunk. She came out preemie and underweight and now... She has no problem with that. No, uh, she it's all in, in her head. Oh, too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> she's gorgeous and beautiful. And she just everything is just she she's is beautiful, full, happy and full. <laughs> but yeah, she, you know, it was a shock. And then I, um, you know, would love to share the fact that I definitely struggled with postpartum anxiety. The yeah. first I was out for thankfully only four weeks, but you know, anxiety really got the best of me those first couple weeks. I could not handle the fact that I was responsible for her life. I was like, in the middle of the night, she's just going to stop breathing. Yeah. So I was, you know, it's lack of sleep. Everything kind of builds up on you. I had my family there helping me. I had Russell there helping me. I had all the help I needed in the world, but I was still just like swallowed by this anxiety that I was feeling every day. And After about three weeks, you know, I was going to see my doctor, regular checkups, see how everything's going and healing. And then I had my fourth week checkup and I still was not feeling okay mentally. And so I, and what's interesting is I think postpartum comes off as like, you have a detachment from your kid. Right. And it wasn't that at all. It had nothing to do. I had no like weird, like ill feelings toward her. I was obsessed with her. I was just like, so stressed. Right, right. And I think I went into that appointment and I was expressing my anxiety and stress levels to her. And she asked me a question of, okay, well, do I need to prescribe you something? And don't get me wrong, I am not against meds by right, any point. Right. But I know me. And I said, honestly, doc, no, I need you to clear me to get in that studio. Mm-hmm. I have to move my body. Yes. That's how I get my anxiousness, nervousness out. And that is my the way that I express, you know. And she was like, you know what? I I understand where you're coming from. Thankfully, my OB is uh, she was an athlete throughout all of her pregnancies. So I think she knew where I was coming from. And she was like, you know what? You can dive back in. You just got to start slow. Yes. Which yes. you know me. I'm like, oh, pump the yes. brakes. <laughs> But I you like did start slow. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I started by just sitting on the bike and yes. just pedaling and then kind of worked my way back to where I was. But I just remember the very, very, very first ride that I went in there and even just teaching, even if mm-hmm. I'm not riding, if I'm just teaching the whole thing from the floor, leaving that studio, just like a cloud above my head, just like lifted. I love that. I was able to go home and be such a better mom, wife, friend, everything. I was so much more clear headed. I love I felt that. a weight off my shoulders. So as soon as I was back in there, I got it got rid of all of that anxiety stress that I was dealing with. And that's why it is just something that I 
swear by. <laughs> you know, and I, so you bring up something that's so beautiful. So when this, for all of you, you guys all know how podcasts work. This will be released a little later than when we have this conversation. Yeah. But at the timing of this conversation, just to kind of ground everyone as you're listening to this, this is literally like two days after the Olympics when Simone mm -hmm. Biles mm. talked about her mental health yes. and stepped away yep. because of her mental health. And Sydney, I could not have asked for a more beautiful opportunity to have this conversation with you because of that. Because I think there's so much we see people and we don't understand their lives and we don't understand what drives them and what brings them peace. Mm -hmm. And I think as a society, we have to stop like judging. Yeah. We have to remember that every individual is just that an individual. And I'm sure you probably felt some kind of way or maybe even got judgment for coming oh. back early. How dare you want to leave your daughter after three weeks? Don't you want to spend every moment with her? No. <laughs> um, actually, I need a hot second right. so I can think, you know, so. Well, and that's something that it's so funny because I've spent a lot of time, you know, in my corporate job, I do a lot of like change management, leadership, coaching and all of those things. And a lot of the things that I coach executive women on mm -hmm. is, but you're a whole person. Yes. And how do you take care of that whole person? It is the, and this is definitely one of those moments where I will say this is a female thing that I have seen over and over again. Mm -hmm. It is the hardest thing to allow a woman to say, I am a woman and I am a whole person. Yeah. And so for you, like, and I, I this conversation kind of wraps so beautifully around exactly what you said at the beginning, which was taking that risk. It's mm -hmm. like taking that risk to be yourself. Yes. Yeah. And I love that about you. And I love that you did that. And I, I questioned, not out of judgment, but questioned just because it seemed so soon. Mm -hmm. But you were really honest about, I needed to be on the bike. Oh, yeah. And I think it's just really identifying what's going on and what you need in that moment. Yes. And I knew that in order for me to be the mom I wanted to be, I had to get things back in line with myself. I love that. And I I knew that there was one place for yes. that <laughs> on yes. a bike. No, that's perfect. And again, it goes back to like, you've spent your entire career focused on yeah. taking care of like the health and wellness side of life. Yeah. Of course, that's going to be your outlet. Like oh, that makes yeah. perfect sense. And it's perfect that now, you know, that Right Society family has my back. Yes. Quinn comes with me to the studio. Yes. She dances in the lobby while I teach. Yes. And then she's, she's here there today. when I, yeah, she's here today. <laughs> <laughs> she is smiling when I come out of class ready yes. for me to grab her, you know? So it, it's all kind of worked itself out, which is another thing that gives me peace in my day to day is yes. everything just will kind of iron itself out if you do what you really, really think is right for yourself and your family. I love that. That's Beautiful. And I think that's a really great way to kind of pull us into one of our final questions, which is doing what's right for you, um, which leads us into something around the conversation of wine. So and bear with me, everyone. This comes in. <laughs> so what's right for you is also what wine is right for you. Yes. So I ask everyone this question <laughs> because it does. And I ask it. I, I joke around about it, but it also connects back to balance, because mm -hmm. as you know, for me, like I'm either on the bike or I'm drinking wine. Like that's my balance. <laughs> it's why I'm Same. on the bike. You know what I mean? And so for you, like, is there a wine or even it doesn't even have to be just a wine, but is there a wine or is there something that you like being on the bike is kind of that release and that peace for you? Is there a favorite wine that also gives you that as well? Super, super simple gal over yes. here. You just, after I put little Quinny to sleep, yes. I turn around, you have a little glass of cab for me and Yay. I am a peaceful, happy person. I you know? love it. I love it. <laughs> Quinny to sleep. Yep. Glass of cab. You know, it's a routine. I love that. Well, Sydney, I 
I can't thank you enough for being on Fearlessly Made You. I mean, the conversation, the dialogue, and I'm going to go back to as a reminder, like if you take nothing away from this, take the risk, Mm -hmm. take care of you, be fearless in who you are. And I think Sydney just exemplifies that. And I appreciate you so much for being on Fearlessly Made You. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for just giving me the opportunity to honestly find out a little more about my own self. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I love that. Isn't that what Fearlessly Made You is all about? So you guys, thank you again, Sydney, and stay tuned for the next episode of Fearlessly Made You.